Children in poor neighborhoods tend to do worse in school. They can end up struggling through life or even turning to crime later on. Why is this and what can be done about it? A new anti-poverty initiative is underway and some say it's changing how educators and politicians look at poverty in America. Here to tell us about it is Paul Tuff. He's author of Whatever It Takes. Now, you're an editor at the New York Times Magazine, and the subject of your book was originally a New York Times Magazine cover story. For those of you who haven't heard anything about this, tell us about Jeff Canada and the Harlem Children's Zone and why you're writing about this. Well, Jeffrey Canada is a man who was working in Harlem for many years on lots of different programs for kids, sort of isolated programs that would deal with truancy or drugs or trying to prevent crime. And about 10 years ago, he came to the realization that even though the programs that he was running were having a good effect for the kids who were enrolled in them, when he looked around Harlem as a whole or any other big city neighborhood throughout the country, the problems for inner city kids just seemed to keep getting worse, that they were falling further behind in school, they were falling into all sorts of social problems. And so he felt like he was a failure, not a success. Mm-hmm. And that was what spurred him to create the Harlem Children's Zone. It started as a 24-block neighborhood, and now it's a 97-block neighborhood in central Harlem. And the idea is that rather than just treat a few kids or deal with a couple of years in their lives, he tries to bombard those kids with services of all kinds, both educational and social services, that start literally at birth and go all the way through college. I would think that trying to change a system that's probably entrenched an educational system has met with resistance. How did this go over at first? Well, it's met with resistance in a couple of different ways. One is that the school that he started back in 2004 is a charter school, and charters are sometimes politically controversial because they're outside of the regular school system to a certain degree. They sometimes use non-unionized teachers, so there's a fight over those. But there's also, for him, a political fight kind of on the other side as well, which is that a lot of the people that tend to back charter schools tend to say that schools alone can solve the problems that poor kids have. And what Jeff is saying is that that's not true, that schools need to get a whole lot better, that we can accomplish a lot more in schools than we are accomplishing in inner-city neighborhoods. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense to just try to fix the schools without also fixing all the other things in a poor child's life, everything from their families to what happens before school, what happens after school, summer vacation, that you really need to look at the problem in its totality as a whole. How is this project working so far? Are there any indications that it's successful? There are. There are lots of anecdotal indications. There are a lot of kids enrolled, and in any of their programs, you can see that there are a lot of kids doing well. In terms of numbers, data that you can actually point at, there's a couple of different things. One is that they have a preschool program which is very intensive. It's an all-day program. It runs 11 months out of the year, many more hours than your average pre-K does. Hmm. And it is very successful at raising kids up to a high level of achievement even before they get to kindergarten. So often in neighborhoods like Harlem, kids arrive in kindergarten already well behind where they should be. And this erases that gap altogether so that they're starting kindergarten on grade level. And then Jeff has this thing called the conveyor belt, which is sort of this interlocking series of programs that start from birth and go all the way into and through the charter school. And the kids that started at the beginning of that conveyor belt a few years ago are now in fourth grade. And last year, they got the first standardized test results from their state tests in New York State. And whereas kids in Harlem usually do well below the state and city average, these kids were above the city average both in math and in reading. And in math, in fact, they were way ahead. So who knows how these kids will do as they go forward, but there are lots of indications that they are in a much different situation than kids at that age usually are in Harlem. 
Paul, you write about the parents and how obviously the ones whose kids get into these programs are elated, but the ones whose kids do not get in, luck of the draw, are quite devastated. What about those folks? You're absolutely right. There's a scene in my book where there's a lottery for the charter school, and there's a room full of parents, and half of them leave happy, and half of them leave angry and upset. And that's something that Jeff Canada takes really seriously. It hits him hard on an emotional level because his goal is to really touch as many kids as possible. That is just a question of expansion that he wants to continue to expand to be able to reach more and more kids. The place where he has been able to reach a much higher level of saturation is in the earliest years of children's lives. The book is Whatever It Takes: Jeffrey Canada's Quest to Change Harlem and America. The author Paul Tuff, and you have a website, Paul, which is very simply paultuff.com. P-A-U-L-T-O-U-G-H.com. So check it out. Paul, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, thank you very much. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.